Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. At Merck Animal Health, we're shaping the future of animal health with pioneering science, connected technology, and insights-driven solutions to bring our customers an unparalleled portfolio of choices to improve cattle care and operational efficiency. We support you and your legacy by helping you meet the challenges of today with the innovations of tomorrow. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're going to have a great show. Dr. Dave Sekloch is going to be here today and we're going to talk about stockmanship, acclimation, why you should do it, things that can go wrong, uh, things you might want to stop doing and much more. So stay tuned. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson and with me today is a special guest, Dr. Dave Seclocha. And if you have ever, if you've been a, a follower of Doc Talk, we're in our 13th season. This guy was on episode number one. And so uh, this is how it all got started. And so all the success that we've had is because of picking the right people uh, to be on the show. And when you pick the first one and it just snowballs from there. So uh, appreciate you being here, Dave. Well, I think, thank you, Dan, I, and I appreciate that. I, I didn't realize that I was actually the first guest, but uh, I'm, I'm glad the show was able to survive my, my attendance in this show. So, <laughs> we did, we've, we've, we've done our best. So, <laughs> so, but Dr. Sekloch is a veterinarian. He's been in feedlot practice for, for decades. Uh, he's recently uh, now taken a place uh, as a tech services veterinarian with Merck Animal Health allows him the opportunity to amplify his mission and things that he's done in practice and share with a lot of us as, as practitioners. And today we're going to talk about something that we kind of deal with in feed yards and ranches on a day-to-day -day basis, which is, is stockmanship. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, stockmanship is, is so important. And, and I guess to, uh, to, to really examine stockmanship, we, we have to think about what's our goals I and mean, what's, what's the goal of, of having good stockmanship. Well, to me, it makes it makes sense. It's it's ta taking care of our animals correctly, and uh, and that that goes from everywhere from from uh, how how we treat them out on pasture to uh, to how we handle those those animals, and the whole goal of of good stockmanship is is to uh, make those cattle uh, make the cattle's lives better, uh, improve performance, and improve health. And if we can do those things. Um, we can go so far in, in, in being more successful in our, in our cattle operations, whether it's at the cow-calf stalker or feedlot level, even at the packer level. So yeah, good stockmanship is, is just so important. Yeah, when you think about how many times we handle cattle mm -hmm. throughout the year, throughout their life, and, and especially if you, I mean, and we're talk, talking about just feeder cattle, we're talking about cows, bulls, uh, everything, every one of those opportunities whether and, and stockmanship isn't just handling right right it's it, handling is a slice of of overall stockmanship but yep. but uh you know transportation i see someone rip around the corner yeah with a load of steers and you're like man can you imagine if you were standing in the back of that trailer exactly so and i think that's the thing we, we've got to look at you know and of course my uh, the bulk of my career has been spent in the feed yards, and uh, it's it's where my passion is. But you think about how did those calves get to that that feed yard? Um, and let's let's just take kind of a worst case scenario. They're they're pulled off their 
mamas on one day and hauled to a livestock auction the same day. And nothing against livestock auctions. It's a great way to, uh, to market your cattle. But uh, there's, there's a lot of things that go on that livestock auction that, uh, that might not be good stockmanship, even though livestock auction workers are getting more and more uh, attuned to, to good stockmanship. Uh, they go through the sale ring, they get commingled, they get on a truck, they're hauled X amount of miles to a feed yard, and, and we expect those cattle to perform. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then they're commingled one more time as we sort them to put them into pens and yep. fill our pens and 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 add on and different things to that nature. But but everything that you're describing, every bad experience, is is a memory that 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 animal puts in the rolodex. Exactly, and and so when you get to the when you get to the feed yard, and and again, uh, like I say, I'm a I'm a big fan of of Dr. Nossinger and Dr. Lukasevich. Uh, on, on what they've done as far as cattle acclimation is concerned. And that is, uh, you wanna earn their trust from the get-go. Um, so keep in mind when that truck backs up to that loading dock, the, those cattle are on your place and you take control of them. So uh, make sure that truck driver is unloading them uh, properly without excess use of, of an electric prod. Um, figure out you can figure out ways to make that uh, that system work a little better uh, greet those cattle um, you have to start establishing trust with those cattle from the get-go and when if we can't start establishing that trust then we're, we're already getting behind the eight ball on health on response to vaccines etc perfect it's a great time to take a break when we come back we're going to talk about maybe some things that that aren't the best practices yeah here with dr dave seclocha you're watching doc talk we're glad you joined us dna dialogue is brought to you by igenity beef powered by neogen so I think that genomics has been one of the biggest technological developments in beef cattle breeding probably in the last 50 years. And what genomics has allowed us to do is it's given us a, an increase in the confidence when we're making our selection decisions. So typically that come from the, the bulls that we're going out and purchasing. If we have genomics, it makes us um, even more confident in the EPDs of an unproven young sire. So we're typically buying these bulls. They don't have a bunch of progeny to back up their EPDs, but genomics helps us be more confident. It, it reduces the risk associated with purchasing that bull, and it makes our selection decisions um, closer to the optimum. We could say the same thing about commercial genomic tests. Um, so they're a, a little bit different flavor of genomics. But what they allow us to do in a commercial herd is become more confident about that replacement female that we're investing our time and money in, that she's going to have the genetics that we think that she should possess that will ultimately make our, our herd more profitable. So genomics, at the end of the day, they help us make selection decisions more accurately, and that ultimately leads to increased profitability um, at the end of the day.
ASGS powered by Neogen is the highest industry standard in genomic testing for your whole herd. Contact the American Angus Association to test today. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Dave Seclocha, and we're talking uh, cattle handling, stockmanship. Uh, Dr. Seclocha is a veterinarian. He's practiced uh, in Colorado when I first met you, and and yep. and then uh, Southwest Kansas, and um, been a, a wealth of information. A great person for me to go to when I need help on cases and and things to that nature. He's a tech services veterinarian for Merck Animal Health. And uh, you've been involved with, with stockmanship and stewardship and different things of that nature. But you said you had a little presentation that you've done with different things that maybe we shouldn't do. Yeah, what I call it is common cattle handling mistakes. And it's things that, that uh, we, I, I see frequently, even from people who actually are fairly good stockmen, but they don't really realize that they're making a mistake. Um, and some of it is, is people, some of it is facility design, those sorts of things. And so one of the things I've, I've noticed is, is uh, at, at, at the squeeze chute, for example, of course, when we're processing cattle, we want to keep that as low stress as possible. And, and this is primarily applies to hydraulic chutes, but um, you'll see if we have to use an electric prod, a lot of times it's that animal that's directly behind the squeeze chute. Um, and the reason for that is often we, we, we squeeze in the bottom of that squeeze chute mm -hmm. to where there's, there's maybe that much floor for that calf to step in on. And he sees that he's not going to, he's not going to go in there and the, in the, uh, for whatever reason, the, the chute operator likes to keep that bottom squeezed in because he's, he's thinking he's going to help support the calf and hold him up yep. when he's in there. And well, the that calf's not gonna go into that squeeze chute until uh, he feels like he has space. And if, if there's not space there, if you don't provide that space, that's when we have to use the electric prod. And, and you can pick up on things like that when you're standing outside the processing barn because um, a lot of times when, those, when that's happening, when the squeeze chute is opened up, the cattle are leaving the chute with their tail over their back. But uh, so don't be afraid to uh, to open up that the floor on that squeeze chute, and those calves will, will walk in there a Makes lot sense. a lot more easily. Another thing that uh, uh, that I see all the time, and especially with these, we have so many of our facilities have solid sided alleyways yep. leading up to the chute, and and the cattle can't see as well, and that's kind of by design. I mean, uh, and not. Uh, not to take anything away from those designs, but um, the, the fact is the, uh, the, 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 the solid-sided alleyways keep the cattle uh, from seeing us. And so by virtue of that, we have uh, developed a habit, or a lot of workers I see have developed a habit of standing there and leaning on that, that alleyway. And the calf, if you've got your elbow over that alleyway, the calf can see you. And, and, and you're stimulating that calf the whole time when there's nowhere for him to go. And so you have to, uh, uh, you, you really need to step away even with solid sides. And that's why I like the, the direction the industry has gone to more open-sided alleyways. And some of those operations have taken the solid-sided alleyways and actually cut a, a slot uh, about eye high 
where the cattle can see, can see you and, and spot. And then so many times, all you have to do is just take one step forward toward that calf and that calf will see that you're moving, he'll respond to it, and then you can step back. It's the old pressure and release thing. A lot of, you know, that's the thing that's been taught in horsemanship for years is, you know, pressure and release and, uh, and, and give that, when, he, when the animal does what you want him to do, take the pressure off. We, uh, you know, it's a lot easier to just take a step forward and a step back than to step over, crawl up, uh, walk, try to find where that calf is because you couldn't see where yep. they were either. Yep. And then step back down and then repeat that process. But yep. uh, let's take a break. Okay. When we come back, more on stockmanship with Dr. Dave Seclocha. You're watching Doc Talk. Thanks for joining us. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Dave Seclocha, who's a veterinarian in Kansas, feedlot veterinarian, a technical services veterinarian for Merck Animal Health. And uh, as we were talking about some of the different things, the squeeze chute floor moved in, the uh, opening up a side so the cattle can communicate with you. What are some others that, that you see? Well, um, one thing that I, I see happens uh, very frequently is using the uh, either the tub or the bud box as a holding pen. Uh, it's not what they're designed for. Right. You know, the, it, whether you use a tub with a sweep gate, you know, the whole goal, that is a guidance system to get that calf into the alleyway. It's, it's not a holding pen. And I've seen situations where um, a lot of times they fill that, they fill the alleyway and they still got so many cattle that the person running the sweep has to throw his shoulder against it to get the flipper to catch the first notch yeah. and hold those cattle in there. Well, in that situation, uh, the, as the cattle work through the alleyway, the rest of them that are sitting there in that tub are saying, you know, I got nowhere to go. I guess this is where I'm supposed to stay. And they quit looking for a place to go. And how are you going to get them to go somewhere? Well, you're going to have to stimulate them somehow. And a lot of times an electric prod starts getting overused in that situation. So in, in a bud box, I mean, if you overfill the bud box, you've kind of defeated the whole purpose of what a, how to use a bud box. The goal with a bud box is, I always say, uh, don't ever let the cattle's feet stop moving while they're in the bud box. And that, that's probably a little bit of an overstatement. Uh, but you don't want the feet stopping for very long. So you get them into the, into the bud box, uh, give them a few seconds to figure out that they need to come, that they need to come back and then let them, let them come by you and, and come back and bring in enough cattle only to fill the alleyway. That's, that's the way a bud box is designed to work. Yeah. And so often I see, uh, the overfilling the bud box or people not, uh, understanding that they, you want to lead the cattle to the alleyway, you instead you want they they under they don't understand that they they go back behind the cattle and chase them into the alleyway, again kind of defeats the purpose of a bud box. <laughs> and then when we're talking about filling up that alleyway, usually a lot of our at least feedlot processing crews have a person whose job is to work that entire alleyway. And what I see a lot of times is, is they get one calf in the chute and they come back and get the next calf. And then they come back and get the next calf. And then they come back a little further and get the next calf. And all the time they've got 
a calf or if it's a double alley, two calves with their tails blocking anything getting into the into the alleyway oh, to refill yeah. it. So nothing's come behind. Yeah. And so uh, the that poor guy that's working the bud box or the or the tub, um, he can't refill that alleyway until those cattle are moved forward. So I encourage that guy to to come back and keep moving the whole group forward. So there's so the guy that's working the tub can go out and get more cattle and and refill the the alleyway and it just smoother flow of cattle. Uh, I, I always my favorite saying is get them in and get them out. I want them to spend as little time in the in the tub or bud box all the way through the squeeze chute as possible. And that doesn't mean ram and jam. That means uh, do it right, but but bring in just enough to uh, to to make the system work. Well, you know we we uh, I love the the idea of don't let their feet stop moving. Uh, except to stop, turn around, and come back through, yeah. and and keeping those cattle flowing. Really, really important information, folks. Um, when we come back, we'll have a wrap up with Doctor Sekocha. You're watching Doc Talk. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Doc Talk. Doctor Dan Thompson here with Doctor Dave Sekocha. He's a veterinarian. He's done a lot of work on acclimation, cattle handling, feedlot medicine. Um, when you're talking uh, cattle feeding and processing, uh, Dave is our one of our go-to sources, a tremendous leader in veterinary medicine as as well. So, talk to me about your your other pet peeve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the I hate I really don't like to see the those backstops at the very back of the alleyway where they're coming out of the, the bud box or the tub and trying to get into the alleyway and there's a, a backstop hanging right there. And so I encourage people to uh, uh, to either move that forward one, one animal length because that way a, a calf will go into the alleyway and then just the, the next calf behind him a lot of times will pressure him to, to attempt to, to step under there. Or the other thing you can do is is, uh, is fix a, a pulley system that uh, where you can, as you're trying to get cattle to come in there, you can actually be behind the alleyway, but but pull on a rope or a cable or something that allows that that flipper to come up yep. and just opens up that alleyway and, and and cattle will flow in there so much more smoothly. And there's there's a lot of different approaches to that, that, uh, that uh, it doesn't have to be a, a rope and pulley system. As you yeah. mentioned, the, uh, make, make those solid so the calf attempts to look underneath it. Yeah. Those kinds of things are, work really well. But as far as you know, stockmanship and stewardship, of course, I'm a big, big supporter of stockmanship and stewardship. I, uh, Merck helps sponsor the NCDA. Uh, stockmanship and stewardship program with uh, Ron Gill and Kurt Pate, uh, usually the, the clinicians there, and I try to make it to every one of those. Uh, I've got a, a couple situations coming up. My daughter's graduating from college and she's getting married on two of those events this year, so I'm going to have to uh, uh, miss a couple of those yes, events you this are. year. But uh, uh, the uh, the, you know the, the whole acclimation thing is is so important and to me it, it actually starts uh, 
the day that calf is born. It's not just at the feedlot. It has to start way back there. And it, uh, to me, a true cattleman is the guy that focuses on uh, the end product. Be he begins with, with the end in mind, to steal a line from Stephen Covey. But uh, uh, if the day that calf is born, if that, if that rancher understands that that's gonna be a stake someday, and, and we want to get, get it to a stake as efficiently as possible. Uh, that rancher's going to have the right mindset to, uh, to take care of that calf and, act, and do some acclimation things at, at the ranch level. And I did some things like that when I was involved directly in, in uh, feed yard management, um, uh, day-to-day -day management. I, I like to, uh, for instance, a set of cattle would, would come in, and this is before we had a name for it, you know, we, were, uh, we weren't calling it acclimation back then, but uh, a new set of cattle would come into the pen, and, uh, and of course, you never know if they're ever drank out of a water tank before, right. pond or stream or something might be the, all they've ever seen. And so that was my focus, is trying to get them to find that water tank. And so for the first week, every day in the morning, I'd get out there and, uh, and, and walk through the pen and I'd step over the bunk and I'd just walk looking at the ground. I didn't look at the cattle. I'd just look at the ground. I'd check their stools out. You can learn a lot from, from examining their stools. And I'd just mosey my way over to that water tank, pull the drain on it, clean it out. And by then the cattle figured out that this guy isn't so bad. He ain't out here to hurt us. And so they'd start gathering around. They'd hear that noise. I'd put the drain stem back in. And, uh, and step away from the tank, they'd go hit the tank, and then I could walk around with my eyes up and start looking at cattle from then on. You know, yeah. just that little move had some acclimation to it, so. It's powerful medicine. It is. And uh, I appreciate all that you do to lead us uh, in, in our profession and lead us with stockmanship and stewardship. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Folks, uh, thanks for watching Doc Talk. Remember, if you want to know more about what we do, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. With Dr. Dave Seclocha, I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and we'll see you down the road. At Merck Animal Health, we're shaping the future of animal health with pioneering science, connected technology, and insights-driven solutions to bring our customers an unparalleled portfolio of choices to improve cattle care and operational efficiency. We support you and your legacy by helping you meet the challenges of today with the innovations of tomorrow.